This time, whatever we want, we talk about. Kenobi episodes one and two. Spoilers, major, huge, big spoilers are ahead. Big boy spoilers. There are time codes down in the description. If you like to jump around to different points in the episode, we talk everything from the significance behind some surprising cameos, predictions for the rest of the show, the dynamic between Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor working together again, and more. Enjoy! <laughs> Welcome back to Whatever You Want, where we review content across all mediums and media, movies, TV shows, video games, and beyond to give you the most interesting behind-the-scenes insights, storytelling techniques, all that jazz, and more. We go over everything from Marvel, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, and more. Everything on screen is there for a purpose, and it's our job to figure out why. Without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Daniel, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, Jake, I feel so bad. It's Why? our 100th episode. I was late because my alarm was set for like freaking Dude, what AM. Feel weird if you weren't on time. I'm just kidding. You usually are on time. Wow. I, but no. Well, wow. first of all, it's our 100th episode. Whoa. Look, I made these special sunglasses. Oh my God. <laughs> I had to make the cardboard one, and you can't even see it because it's. I only had it's, black it's duct so tape. It's so black, but kind of mixing it in with the headphones. But look, it's, yeah. for our audio listeners, we have a one cardboard yeah. taped, and then pineapple sunglasses are the zeros. 100. Woo! I literally only made it for this like little gag in pre bedroom because I'm now taking them off. But I spent a lot of time <laughs> making that. But yeah, anyways, thank you all for being here for our 100th episode. We, we're going to talk about Kenobi. We are going to get there. Super excited about that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, what Daniel was talking about, yeah, he was a little late to our recording, which is totally fine. It's actually kind of funny, dude, because like right before you, I saw your text, like I was I was dreaming, right? And in my last <laughs> dream that I had, I was meeting you up somewhere. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so happy. Like, like genuinely in my dream, I was like, man, we've been Aww. friends for such a long time. Because there was like somebody else that you're throwing frisbee with, and I like just joined in. I'm like, he's like, oh, who's this guy? He's like, oh, this is Daniel. And he, like, he started explaining it. And I'm like, oh man, it's so sweet. And then I, I woke up. I'm like, crap. <laughs> I was like, I'm down. late. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. That's wholesome. But before yeah. we finish pre-banter the dream talk, speaking of dreams, I had a dream that we started our own merch company, and it. And a merch line. It came to fruition. What a segue. Yeah, before we jump into to Kenobi, we have a huge announcement, actually. Uh, so we've been working, actually, seriously, for the past, like, three months to uh, oh. get these new... We have, like, new shirts. We have a new website that's launching with this. Kind of wrinkly because I didn't watch it yet. So the website itself isn't just, like, the merch, but the website has all of our catalog of like previous shows all 100 episodes also just a little bit of information about us you want to check it out it's linked below um it's www.whateveryouwantpodcast.com and also on there is our store where we're launching a seriously a bunch of new merch i need to give a huge shout out to um our friend justine uh, just amazing Mormon. artist she amazing is also artist. linked below one of the first uh, links but she is uh the person that designed all these i'm currently wearing one now i'm going to turn around show off the sick design you know, i tried to and i stubbed my toe Bang. oh no Okay. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the ones that yeah. and I are sporting are long sleeve celebrating storytelling ones. Mine, I know it was a prototype and it has like a sleeve design that says celebrating storytelling. The main ones don't have that, just to let you guys know. Mine, yeah, mine is naked. And it also has this cool logo on the front. It says, whatever you want, podcast celebrating storytelling. For our audio listeners, we're kind of showing them off. Also, uh, for our YouTube listeners, I'll pop them up. All of the designs up on screen now. Boosh of the new ones. Plus, there's a, tons of st- cool stuff there. Whateveryouwantpodcast.com slash shop. But yeah, so please check them out. And there's also, a we're doing like a um, discount, like a promo thing going on for our launch of this. So if you use code episode 100 at checkout, you will get 15% off your entire order. But it only lasts one week until the next episode, episode 101 drops. Uh, so yeah, definitely feel free to check that out. Episode 100, all caps, no spaces. It's also on a banner on the top of the website. Yeah, let us know what you think of the website and the merch stuff. 
seriously super excited about it. Like the, we're wearing the celebrity storytelling line. There's one that's like about uh, not being a cinephile, but you're like just a movie lover. Uh, we talked about that before in the podcast. And there's like a founder's tea and all sorts of awesome stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff. Did like this whole photo shoot in the desert. Yeah, you did. You had a lot of good butt shots too. Um, it, was, it was tough to picture myself. I'm sorry. It's, that's for no, like, Patreon supporters. <laughs> Which is really weird saying because it's just like my family right now. <laughs> but no, like you've been putting a lot of work into getting like the website up and like help with just like working with Justine to get all the, the art in. And uh, it's been really cool to see like you like really tap into like the creative side. Yeah, I hope everyone likes it. Yeah, but yeah, we've rambled on enough. Again, check that out. But before we also get into Kenobi, I have some Star Wars news up top because like Star Wars celebration. Oh, there's going been on. a lot. There's been a lot. Yeah. So Mandalorian's officially coming 2023, February. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. got that announced. We have a new show called Skeleton Crew. Did you hear anything about this? I heard the name. I don't know anything about it. So it stars Jude Law. I think John Watts is directing it. So he stepped off of Fantastic oh. Four, and I guess he's now moving on to this. I he love said, how I, Star Wars. He was like, <laughs> I need a break, and then he was like, Ah, it's like I'm gonna do this. Um, but yeah, so he. Obviously, the Spider-Man films, but I think I read somewhere it's like an 80s style show. I don't know. Um, oh. I don't know. Christopher Ford, who collaborated with John Watts on this homecoming screenplay, is also uh, writing this. And then John Favreau and Dave Filoni are also executive producers. Not too many specifics. It just says it's in 2023. Apparently, hmm. it's going to also star like kids. It's going to be like a as much for kids as like Clone Wars was kind of, but live action I read somewhere. Um, interesting so I, I don't know are they I'm gonna excited. kill the younglings <laughs> uh maybe um yeah but so there's that skeleton all... crew it's the skeletons of their masters oh my god whoa <laughs> you, just, you just figured it out um but uh, we also got andor coming august 31st we finally got that announced officially it's weird like i don't know what's happening with the like release dates i want to talk about that with kenobi but it's again yeah. a, it's, it's again overlapping with she hulk like she hulk comes out mid-August, end of August, and now Andor's also doing that. I wonder if they're going to be doing that, because that, that was the case with Miss Marvel, right? So they're, yeah. they, I feel like they weren't as confident with Miss Marvel, maybe not because of the, like, feedback or whatever, but with She-Hulk, I think there's, like, a lot of good, like, oh my god, you know? Yeah, because, but, like, come on. The thing is, no, it's I think She-Hulk. Kenobi's going back to Wednesday, I read somewhere, so it is going really? overlap. I think, I, like, if you look up the release schedule, it, it says, like, June 1st is when episode 3 drops, which I want to talk about and when we get into Kenobi. Yeah, and, and uh, that's the same day as Miss Marvel, right? That's, is that the first day that? No, I think Miss Marvel is the week after that. Okay, like that's the, right. Okay. The eighth or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so I have no idea what the plan is. I, there are people smarter than me making all decisions. I'm sure they have a reason behind it. Sometimes it does feel, feel like they're flying by the seat of their pants. Like, for example, Kenobi, they tweeted like half an hour before 9 p.m. that, oh, the show's actually going to go live at 9 p.m., Pacific time instead yeah, of you texted uh, me that midnight. like we were or I know I was just working and I see you like text me like Kenobi's coming out in 20 minutes I'm like what yeah, yeah. what <laughs> it just felt kind of out of the blue I don't know maybe maybe I wonder if it's like at start because they showed the first two episodes of Star Wars Celebration maybe there were like leaks going around for people recording and like putting True. online so they're like, probably just like yeah, just drop it yeah maybe I don't know but anyways uh last bit of news I saw Avatar The Last Airbender you know that Netflix live action remake they're doing yes yeah yeah, yeah. So apparently the guy that plays Uncle Iroh in this new cast, he's saying that they're kind of revamping book one. It's like going to be the exact same like book one, like retelling book one, but they're going to have the maturity and like kind of complexity of the storylines as book two and three did. Because if you think back, like book one was really geared towards kids while they were finding their footing in the original show. And then book two and three really got like into some deeper themes and stuff that I think people really like. Yeah. And so they're trying to bring that 
idea of like book two and three maturity and complex storylines into book one. So I'm I'm curious how that's going to go. I feel like I know there's several ways that they could take that. Like, for example, we started to gain those more like darker, realistic tones from like when Aang went to go find Mugato. And stuff True, like that. Yeah, they did dip their um, toe in there. Maybe that'll be even more serious and like. Yeah, exactly. Angsty? So I wonder if it's gonna be more. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. That's Look what's great, gonna be but angsty. it's also so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh crap. I was not expecting that. Angsty. <laughs> You'll get the best here after hundred episodes. We've refined the formula. <laughs> the guitar turns you down and goes to bloodbending. Hmm, how angsty. <laughs> Katara, did you say? I said Katara. Oh, it sounded like Katara. Katara. <laughs> like Katara. <laughs> yeah, th- those are my pre-banter thoughts. Are you ready to jump into the main segment? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jake, what are we talk? We are uh, talking about Kenobi episodes one oh. and two. Oh, that's another thing. I wasn't expecting the second episode to be like. I was like, I want to. I want to. Let me just hit back and just make sure. And the second episode was there. You didn't know the first episodes. No, I thought it was going to be the one. So I was just like, like the first one was already amazing. And I was just like, ah! Like, I literally screamed. (laughs) This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, though, dude. And I was just like, after the first, I'm like, the first one's like a freaking hour. And I'm like, yeah, I get more instantly. Also, like, I've also started watching Stranger Things, but like, it's crazy how long television is getting now these days. Like, they're just making like movies and just dropping them all. Like Stranger Things, I think they're like an hour and twenty minutes. That's like a short movie, and they're just released seven of them. Like you just created seven movies yeah. in like a year and a half. That or however many. It's been a long time for Stranger Things, but it's anyways, just, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, but so I just want to hear your thoughts on Kenobi, the show before you saw it. What, what were your what was like your mentality going into this? I'm thinking about it from the side of like the producers and really everybody, you know, everybody who's like making the show, right? Yeah. Like, you have to make sure you're having that level of nostalgia, but at the same time, you need to make sure you're meeting expectations. Not only ex- expectations for the people who are paying attention to the canon of, like, how did things go between uh, the prequels to A New Hope, but also, like, how do you make it fun and interesting without making it seem like Kenobi's, like, do something that he wouldn't do that's something that's not in character, right? You gotta stay true to the character. Uh, right. I feel like they're finding a really nice balance in that, because, like, we've seen him, and he's just, like, he's so full of self doubt self-hatred yeah i love what they did with this character i do want to talk about that he's lost you know yeah he's liam neeson taken wait actually wait he kind of (laughs) like Liam was taken so yeah there (laughs) you go um but (laughs) i will find you uh i um yeah i was very worried about this i think we're starting to get a sense of what the original trilogy fans were getting with the prequels where they're like really have this take this this thing from their childhood and hold it dear in their hearts and they're really worried about anything that changes that and like i don't know violates the like sanctity of it um the sacredness of it because like now we're getting to that age where like the prequels were our thing growing up with like our star wars at least you and me and people around our age and now they're kind of revisiting that and opening new storylines specifically with kenobi and like those characters and i was very worried actually like going into this that they were gonna like really mess it up or something And, and like I, I had hope, don't worry. I, but like, I it's so far I'm very pleased with the show and just kind of where they're going with it. But it, it is just tough because yeah. like we grew up with this and we have so much nostalgia behind it. And I was worried because Dave Filoni and John Favreau weren't as involved with this project as like the other ones that they're oh, really? doing. 
Yeah, they're they like for the other ones they're like directing and writing a lot of them. This one I think they're just like executive producing, like just like they're obviously overseeing it. But like I think Deborah Chow, who directed a few episodes of the first season of Mandalorian, she's like show running and directing the show, I believe. Well, she's doing an amazing job. Like seriously, yeah. like it's it is shows, you know. Uh, yeah. The attention to detail of not only how the arcs like like again going into the development of a character over the past ten years, but then also like seeing like. Like young Leia and like everything, like yeah. I know that there's people have mixed opinions on young Leia. I know, yeah. I um, liked her. I I like her a lot. I do, honestly. I thought I I like she's totally doing a good portrayal. Her. I thought the writing for her was good, and the actress that played her portrayed her so well. I think she. I could totally see her like growing up to become Carrie Fisher's like Leia yeah, exactly. eventually. Yeah. Um Yeah. But before we get there, what were you just like overall thoughts? Dude, my brain was just exploding. It was like so euphoric. Like I was. So freaking happy. Yeah. It's just crazy to see how the Inquisitors are now also brought into this. I want to go through all the characters like we were kind of going to, but I'm going to give my overall just like very overview. This is my overall like kind of review of Kenobi so far of episodes one and two. I, I really loved it, honestly. Like mm-hmm. I cannot say that enough. And I'm, I'm I'm glad we got off Tatooine so early. Like it was cool yeah. being there nostalgia and seeing like where he ends up. But like, I'm just so done with Tatooine. But and we might go back there. I think they're doing it well in a unique way. Um, it's cool seeing Obi-Wan's little cave. But like, I'm really glad we got off world and got to explore that like Obi-Wan in like in a, in a meth lab. Like that was kind of interesting. <laughs> like a drug lab. <laughs> I knew you were uh, gonna say that. I love. Um, oh man. And that, but and then also just the very beginning, the recap of the prequels was fantastic, in my opinion. Did you skip oh, yeah, that? Dude, that. Or did you no, watch no, no. it? Oh, why would I skip yeah, that? Okay, what the? I know, dude. They just, I watched it, just, it, and I'm just like, oh man. I almost wanted to beautiful. rewind and watch it again. It's just it, like it caught you up on six hours of film, like the fir- the prequel trilogy, so quickly. Yeah. It made you realize what. Obi-Wan had lost. He's lost so much and he blames himself for like pretty much the fall of the Republic and like modern way of life in the galaxy as you know it. He blames himself and for the death of his brother. And that recap really encompassed that. And then order leading into Order 66 at the beginning, like that one take. Oh my oh, gosh. Dude, that was freaking nuts. It was beautifully captured but obviously like a tragedy and, uh, it, it literally started off with the younglings and i started screaming I'm like no <laughs> why would you do that but yeah uh, i'm gonna go through now individual characters so obviously let's talk about yeah. obi-wan for me personally it broke my heart seeing him so just distressed in like a shell of the man he used to be so depressed but it 100 percent makes sense for the character in my mind i hope yeah. in this series we're gonna see like the story of him like getting out of that funk and like becoming what oh, yeah. we see in episode four like in in episode four like 10 years later nine years later whatever it is like alec guinness is obi-wan is more like jovial and kind of like happy-go-lucky like oh i'm with one with the forest luke what's up <laughs> luke yeah exactly <laughs> um and uh so it's interesting i'm interested to see if we're gonna start to see that transition like from for him like i think it's gonna be a story of him like of self-forgiveness like forgiving himself for letting anakin go down this path and realizing it's not entirely like his fault it's not all on him and he didn't fail like everyone and he could still i don't know be like this jedi and help people still because like seeing him not help people it just feels so out of character for the obi-wan we knew but it's definitely in character for him now well that's the thing no what there's a recommended playlist that disney set out for like people to watch to get caught up as well for, yeah like, i also watched like this. clone wars episodes and so I yeah it was a like, mandalore I, but i knew arc, the stuff a, a um, like a satine arc maul taking over mandalore well the point that i want to bring up is is when he went undercover like they faked his death yeah and even anakin didn't know that he was, was dead yeah 
there was um, an arc where he like went undercover and like changed his whole identity and like got his so, face like got got a uh, Botox pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he knows what it's like to have to not do things right that are to code with what you believe in in order Ooh. for sake again of a mission. Yeah, right. So when he decided, like we saw early on, when he like was deciding not to help these other people. Again, I was thinking like, okay, is he like? I, it took me a second to like get to the point where like is he actually broken or is he in like focus mode you know no, what I, mean? I think he's i think he's broken no he's broken I, that's a good distinction i think he's broken but he's using his focus like he's using luke as his like excuse to be like i'm just focused on this yeah. but that's not actually the reason and he, he needs yeah. to, i think accept that i think it's a very good point i also just yeah. i love and just speaking to that point I love, we, we talk about, like, in the intro, like, you say every time, like, everything on screen is there for a reason. Every decision of what is on screen serves a purpose. And this is the story of Kenobi, like, being a broken man like we're seeing. And everything on screen supports that wholeheartedly. Like, he blames himself, like I said, for the fall of the entire Republic, the death of his brother, like, Anakin. And every yeah. decision that goes into storytelling, like, supports that. Like, his tattered clothes, his disheveled, unkept hair, the way he even, like, carries himself to, like, the cave that he, like, hides out in, it just supports that, like, he's, like, this story beat that he's a beat-up man and a shell of a man. Even how he talks to other Jedi before he dies, like, when he catches him yeah. in the desert. It's just, just so just the well way done. he's talking to him, yeah. Yeah, and like him connecting with Qui Gon. Do you think we'll see him connect with Qui Gon? I feel like that's going to be at the end of the series. Right? I have some. It's, it's either going to be at the end or it's going to be at a moment of weakness. That's exactly right? what I'm thinking. I think there's two ways that we're going, two options for how we're going to see Qui Gon in Kenobi. So I think either a, it's going to be at the very end of the series when like he is finally like reconnected fully with the force like as we see him kind of start to reconnect and yeah, like he's pulled himself he's like forgiven himself and he's not so much a shell of his former self he's pulled himself out of this depression for blaming himself for like the fall of the republic and i think then once he like releases that pr like pressure off of himself he'll be able to connect with qui-gon or it's going to be in like his like most dire moment of need when he like needs guidance qui-gon's going to be able to like reach out to him and guide him or something because like when like in core they say like when you're at your at like your lowest point that's when you're open to the greatest change yeah so i don't know do you have a theory on which one we're gonna see he well no i feel like it's like as a joke like he's gonna have a moment like where new hope when open one dies he's like run luke run <laughs> and then but there's gonna be a moment for obi-wan where it's qui-gon doing that so it's gonna be qui-gon being like obi-wan you freaking idiot you let this guy become a sith <laughs> darth maul why didn't you kill him <laughs> when he killed me <laughs> <laughs> How come, I, how come he survived cut in half and I didn't survive a stab? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, that's true. Okay, no, because, like, here, think about it, right? Like, I mean, we saw with the Grand Inquisitor. We know the Grand Inquisitor is going to live. Like, they have to. I was in Schindler's List. They're probably going to get, like, a Fennec job, right? I recall when the torso got totally gutted out. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Why didn't that happen for Qui-Gon? Maybe they didn't know. Maybe, I don't know. He was like, I'm becoming one with the Force. Body mods? I feel like I, I, like I could have done something. I mean, it, sorry. But like, come on. Also, but no, you, you brought up a good point to get back on track. Him regaining his connection to the Force, right? That's one thing I loved, loved to see his struggle to pick up Leia again. Yeah. Like with the Force. Like that was it, so great. Like rewatching all those Clone Wars arcs, seeing him just in his prime, like doing all these flips, like yeah. kicking butt, using the Force willy nilly. And then to see him just after this, like where he should have like progressed upwards and just like he's stumbled and fallen so far from his original path. Like it's so sad to see like a character we beloved from like our childhood, like we said, like so far gone. And I, I'm excited and I hope to see him get back on track. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's nice to see that he 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 didn't like completely lose his connection. I mean, that also yeah. explains a lot too, like for how he's been hiding, like because you know, like force sensitives can feel each other relatively, right? right? It's the whole reason why Yoda's on Dagobah. Dagobah I guess. Oh my gosh, dark a- force sensitive planet. So like he rep- he like cut off his connection to the force that way he can help in hiding. That's probably right? why Vader and like Anakin and Obi Wan never connected before this. Like, but that's that probably that Luke mm-hmm. or not Luke. Obi-Wan had to have caught Leia to reconnect, reestablish his connection with the Force before Reaver revealed to him that Anakin was back so that they could have had that, like, Force kind of connection that happened, yep. like, at the end. That's interesting. Very good storytelling there, Lucasfilm. Yep. Deborah Chow, whoever decided to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, but speaking of Vader, how much do you think we'll see of him? Oh. We finally saw him at the end of episode two, which was just... I'm so happy he's back to the show. Back to... <laughs> Dude, like, one, just his look was yeah. amazing like in the tank and then two we already seen like them talk about like you know their fight interact. a little bit yeah yeah how yeah. they're gonna mcgregor in an interview said that like he saw hayden christensen like coming towards him in the vader suit and he literally like felt like he was like a little kid again like actually got like, like he was scared, scared. And he was like because oh. you gotta think about it like you <laughs> mcgregor never inter- has interacted with vader like in the suit before so yeah. this, this was like his first time and he was like whoa <laughs> it's just crazy to think about you know with like all the prequel stuff but it makes sense because like yeah. he wasn't him yet you know so it was like uh, uh i also read uh that'd be such a cool experience i saw in an interview that hayden christensen rewatched all of the star wars movies and binge watched both star wars the clone wars and star wars rebels to prepare for his return as anakin or darth vader so basically what i'm hearing is i'm as prepared as uh hayden christensen to play darth vader as <laughs> hayden christensen because i've done the same research uh, just kidding <laughs> but no um, it's always nice when people actors specifically like go back and like watch the content i heard that Rupert Friend the Grand Inquisitor didn't. didn't. But that's the thing. Like, is he the same Grand Inquisitor? Because, like, what do you mean? did he die at the end of episode two? No, 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 no. He's still alive. He's still alive. Are you, He's going to be he, hurt. I know. He, he looked. He, his eyes were there. But just imagine you know, if that's floaty. the biggest, like, Lucasfilm troll. I've seen people be like, that's just crazy. If that's actually a different Grand Inquisitor, this looks kind of similar. And then everyone's like, he doesn't look close enough, uh, uh, like, the real one. He's like, well, that's not actually the same guy. So take that, Star Wars nerds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, I feel like it definitely is, but the thing is, I feel like he's going to be modded up now. I think he is going to get a Fennec job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Because the Empire's going to be like, yeah, we can we can repair him. We already did it for this ugly mug over here. He's got like freaking four robot arms. Yeah, I'm excited to see Vader again and see them fight hopefully uh I, i've heard there's like gonna be like a season two they're talking about wanting to do a season two because they just all everyone just enjoyed working on the show i don't want them to get too close to a new hope because in a new hope i think vader says like i haven't felt this presence in years and like still 10 years is still like years so i think that's yeah. good but if it's like if we keep doing kenobi like seasons and we get to like two years before a new hope and then in a new hope he's like i haven't felt this presence in years i'm like eh, that's not that long ago you yeah. know so i mean they can still yeah. take a lot of inspiration from the comics like for example like uh when obi-wan like defends the farm from black chrysanthemum like oh, yeah i wonder if we're gonna see black chrysanthemum i forgot we yeah he, yeah like, maybe i don't know but I, I feel like like moments like that would be cool to see right and it's funny because yeah. i believe what was it in that comic line luke actually like like he had the toy ship or whatever right yeah and then he like he saves a day because luke saves a day by flying in and like saving obi-wan and owen oh that's cool uh i don't know if there's gonna be a, a thing like that now with what we've already seen with luke like doing this thing yeah did you see that but, uh so yeah. that ship that obi-wan gives like kind of weird santa style like in the middle of the night just drops it yeah. off um <laughs> 
Santa Kenobi gives him. That's actually, I think Luke can be seen playing with like that toy in episode four, like when he's just kind of waiting around for, I think, C3PO to yeah. get cleaned or something like that. Um, so that's kind of cool. Cool little Easter egg. Wait, I think I actually had a thought when you mentioned Black Chrysanthemum. I think Black Chrysanthemum, maybe like now that Kenobi's like gone, uh, like they're going to that other world with Leia, maybe. They'll start getting like bounty hunters. Yeah, Reva will hire maybe Black Chrysanthemum because she has to kind of go outside of the Grand Inquisitor and like he's just to go outside them. Well, here's the thing. If, if Vader knows what she did to the Grand Inquisitor, like. I don't know how he would react. Because you got to keep in mind, the Inquisitor is like under Vader, technically. Right. Maybe right? he'll be so, like, he's either going to be like, why'd you do again, that? Not for, cool, dude. Yeah. Or he'll like <laughs> promote her or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be either way. So like, I mean, what, what Sith, do you think of Sith Reva, Lord. the third sister? I've heard mixed reviews. I know a lot of people are saying that she's annoying. I think that she is unknown yet. And the reason yeah, I say that is because she obviously has job. a job. Yeah, she's doing her job and she has a vendetta against obi-wan we don't know yeah. she said like we we get snippets i of think it, right? she was maybe well, i have to rewatch that opening the order 66 but she might be one of the one of the kids that's what kids i thought there maybe she feels like he i thought she was the one that was like failed her run you know maybe and she knew about anakin her force parkour was kind of cool yeah it was it went on for a little bit and i'm like okay i feel like she would have got to obi-wan by then yeah but like you know it was cool yeah that's like my only complaint with that episode two honestly is like the just some of the timing. Well, no, oh, no, no, okay. just some of the timing between like like what the characters were doing at some points. My only clear episode one was the freaking goons that were chasing Leia, where like the most three stooges, yeah, like, yeah. cliche goons ever. They just like, oh no, a oh, stick. Oh, a stick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta go around. Like there was one time where like the goon just like they're like chasing after a ten year old girl and they're like gaining on her, and then the one decides to flank for no reason, and then Leia just turns the other way because yeah, she just goon she's, decided a, to go. she's an epic battle slide. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, dude, it's a ten year old. Uh, yeah. But, like, honestly, I really did like young Leia. Like, she really stole the show for me, like, yeah. like we talked about. I love Lola, too, her little droid. Yeah. I, I, I was so sad, though, seeing just Alderaan, like, knowing it's going to blow up. Like, Bail Organa is like, you're going to no, be no, a great that's... politician that's going to lead everyone. And then Laylee to them all oh. die, which kind of... Like, sucks. as soon as it was, uh, the opening shot where it was just the city, I'm like, oh, wait, this is Alderaan. You know, like, we're yeah. going to be seeing Leia and all. Like, I knew that, like, as soon as that first shot came up. And then I, I that was the first thought that came to my mind. Like, and then, we, like, we see her out on the tree. And I'm like, it's just weird to think about, like, all this this peaceful, serene place, beautiful planet. Yeah. Will just be gone, you know? Yeah, in, like, 10 years. It's also, it just seeing Alderaan made me realize just how much Luke really got the short end of the deal. <laughs> just, yeah, like, too. Dude, like, I, was I was like, like damn, wow. like Luke's there, like, like, boom, I'm doing my thing, you know. And then Leia's here, freaking, like, a princess, you know, freaking going to be a senator. She's freaking, she has wood. Luke hasn't seen the color green. I know, you know. Yeah. And then here's Leia just running around, just like telling off bullies that are her cousins, apparently. And she's like, "Well, guess what? You're like she. She told you like a whole psychoanalysis of the dude." And I'm like, "Girl, what the heck is going on?" And Luke's over here, like, "I like flying." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... Just, oh, man. We'll see. Maybe we'll... I don't know if we'll see... We'll probably see more of her, like, next episode. Maybe her and Kenobi... Oh, like, definitely. ...getting back to Bale. I wonder if it's this is going to be, like, the whole show is going to be just, like, him getting Leia back to Bale and, like, avoiding the Inquisitors. Or it might, like, transition, like, Leia... He has to get her back to Bale, like, before the Grand Inquisitors, like, find them and, like, not lead them back. But also, like, make sure when he goes back to Tatooine that he's not followed. So he has to, like, kind of 
go after them to get them off his trail. Maybe it's like fake his own death again or, or like or something. Um, I yeah. don't know. I was thinking like Leia seems so calm in episode four when like she's getting like that torture droids like coming out and she's just like face to face with Darth Vader. So maybe it makes sense that they have interacted before or it also just makes sense like she's been getting kidnapped since she was at least 10. So like this isn't her first rodeo by the time episode four comes around. So it kind of makes sense. She's like, all right, show me what you got. Another Tuesday. (laughs) I also want to talk about Kamel Nanjiani. He yes. was so freaking funny to Dude, me. That was it didn't hilarious. feel like forced humor, it f- like forced. Haha. It felt like just really, just like casual, like <laughs> like. And it makes sense. Like I like the idea. This is a really creative concept of like, oh, the Jedi are like gone, but like there's these like smugglers that are using like magnets and like parlor tricks to like fool people to into thinking act they're being Jedi's a Jedi and getting to money. Get money. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like how he turned around once he did see Kenobi and that gave him yeah. a new sense of hope um and realized that it, he was a jedi I, I i thought it was a little maybe smidge quick but i i'm willing to overlook it and i think it was, honestly it didn't take me out of it like at all like i thought it was it was totally believable honestly yeah because you gotta think about it, like he was acting as a jedi this yeah. whole time so to realize that he came face to face with an actual one and to know like what he was actually doing once he like yeah. saw Leia and all that he was like oh you're actually trying to help you're actually yeah. doing the thing I can help you out. I felt like it was good. I feel like that, that, yeah. (laughs) I feel like that could have been conveyed better in that, like, format. Like, hey, I know what you are. I know that you're actually doing this. Uh I will help you out because it is the right thing to do. But, like, I I feel like, I feel like that system of logic could have been explained better to, like, explain, like, his change character. But again, like, we see it in his actions. So, like, it's, it's all good. Yeah, true. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of show don't tell, we show we were shown Tamara Morrison as a freaking clone oh, trooper. Oh, dude, that, that hit me too. That was oh, so crap. good. I really like that. He was also oh, here's the thing. His armor wasn't he five oh first? Yeah, he was five oh first. So how did he not freaking recognize Obi Wan? I mean, I mean, he just looked like whole, he was drunk, and Obi Wan is like, was he in that meth costume at that point, or like maybe not? Maybe. No, that, <laughs> but he also no, had but like, like longer hair, and he probably like you probably aren't expecting to see obi-wan especially there you know like he probably thought obi-wan True. got wiped out i don't know i i i wonder like h- how that came about like i wonder if they were just like doing like boba fett filming or like reshoots for boba fett and he was just like on the sound stage over like hey we need you for a, for a second <laughs> yeah and it also makes sense like time like boba fett like would be old in episode six but the clone troopers would be old 10 years after episode four because of their advanced aging and so yep. like that like his look was like perfect like his age that he on. is yeah. Um, so was, I was just really cool. I, I wonder if we'll see more clone troopers around. I don't know. I, again, I don't want to steal from the show too much, but yeah, be cool. I feel like it was a good moment to have, especially the like hit that like PTSD that Obi Wan had. Yeah. I feel like we're going to be seeing more clone troopers. It's going to be more like flashback things. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they have a really unless it's like specialized troopers that we have because there's still some. I mean, they're getting older now, so they're mostly like officers and stuff. But there are still some clone troopers that work for the Empire, so that's the thing. So, yeah, depends. Uh, those were like the main characters I kind of wanted to talk about. Let's talk about some more predictions for the rest of the show. I, again, we talked about Qui Gon, but I, I think I really think they foreshadowed Qui Gon a lot here. So I think we'll see him. Yeah. Do you think we'll go back to Alderaan eventually, or like, wh- like what do you think is just gonna be the rest of the show? Okay, so the next episode I think is gonna be. I don't know if they had a set star chart or anything. They said it was an automated ship right because it's for storage or whatever right so i'm not sure if they're able to modify the destination where it's going to so they're just probably gonna be going to some random ass planet 
from there, Obi-Wan and Leia are going to have to figure out, okay, how do we get to another transport? How do we get communication to Bail? How do we get out of here, right? Yeah, but no, it's also like the realization of like Anakin and all that. So on the Empire and, and Inquisitor sides, I feel like she's going to have to answer to Vader at some point. Yeah. Right? So then he's then going to be stepping and be like, he's going to be then leading the hunt, right? Maybe they're just going to keep capturing uh, other people Obi-Wan's close to, to like just draw him out into like different situations. They're going to capture Dexter Jetster and be like, we have him for <laughs> ransom. His cafe is going to go un- out of business if you don't come and save him. No! And Obi-Wan has to uh, like do a mini side quest of like, like cooking in Dexter's kitchen to like keep the like customers going. It's like the Lego going. Star Wars episode where you have to like deliver all the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> that level. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, no. So I feel like at one point it's pretty much going to just lead up to Obi-Wan having to like leave Leia. So yeah. we can then get the trail front like off with but, Vader. But I think right? they realize like I think they have to do something because they realize now that at least Reva. I don't know if Reva's going to survive this. Series. Oh no, she's going to die. Because she's going to die. Obi Wan has to kill her. Because yeah, she is now so going so far after Obi Wan, and he now knows that she can get Leia on Alderaan, and like Bail Organa is not safe. And I don't think she's really told anyone why she captured Leia, like other other Inquisitors. So I think if he like takes her out his like his uh back would be covered but so yeah i think because they realize that they are after bail and and leia like that he has to now go like cut that loose end like he has to take them out because if he just returns leia they're just gonna do the same thing again or, or again yeah or something or worse yeah so he has to i so, think he's gonna either with leia like go after reva they just has to like take leia along or like he's gonna put leia in a safe place or like return her and then like immediately have to either go after reva or she'll be going after him and like they, they're all like kind of like coincide there. or something yeah because, like he just can't go right back to tatooine is what i'm saying yeah, yeah no exactly like he's gonna have to go somewhere else that's what i'm saying like he, they're going to a different planet right now with the transport and then they're probably gonna have to be going somewhere else after that too yeah but no another thing too with her is that again she's an unknown she obviously has this connection with obi-wan Right. So um, and she said that she she knew that connection off of the archives. But like, then why wouldn't any of the other Inquisitors or even Vader have brought it up before? So it, it feels more like she has a personal vendetta, obviously, yeah. with him. And Maybe she knows she's related to personally. Mandalore or something because we had to watch all those arcs with. Uh, it was a confirmed she was a Jedi. I don't know, but because like I don't know, maybe there's some connection with Mandalore, like Satine. Here's what I think: what happened? I feel like she was a youngling, and I feel like the Grand Inquisitor, somebody probably like picked her up or something. Right, but I'm just saying like maybe she has some connection to. I'm just curious how we're gonna see Maul and like Mandalore if we're gonna see that stuff because we were told to like watch those before those arcs, but m- maybe not. True. I don't know. It'd be cool to see a connection to that, but it's not necessary. But um. I personally, I want to see him use his lightsaber. Like, what, what are some things you want to see yes. in this series? Because I want to see him go against Vader. I want to see him use his lightsaber. We almost saw well, I was, thing. like, getting so excited oh, in episode two when he, like, pulled it out. Like, he um, is going to have to use his saber at some point, obviously. But, like, at the same time, he needs to rekindle that connection to the Force so he can actually be formidable against these guys, right? Now, he has a lot more wisdom experience. It's going to be, like, a training montage. My roommate suggested maybe, like, there'll be, like, a cool mm. Rocky montage of him, like, reconnecting with the Force, like, doing... Force push-ups or something. I don't know. <laughs> just, just floating Eye of off the tiger. The ground, just playing. Yeah. <laughs> just think about that filming. Like on set, that'd be the easiest day. Instead of like actually doing like push-ups, like for a training montage, you're just like, yeah, pushing air like around. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I feel like it's gonna be more like moments that we've seen with Leia, where it's like moments of extremity to where he is needing to connect to the force and then he does like doing so will rebuild his connection right so like right just kind of jumping he's stretching back in. He's stretching his force muscles in a way you know what i mean yeah do you think we'll see kenobi say hello there 
Will Kenobi say hello there? To and Anakin? when will it happen? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to either say it to to Vader or to Qui Gon when he first sees him. Like Qui Gon, he's like, "Hello there." <laughs> I I want no. The way I want it to be flipped is I want Qui Gon to say it to him. And that's where he like originally got it or something. I don't know. Yeah. My absolute favorite part of both of these episodes was the moment Obi Wan found out that Anakin was still alive yeah. it was such a oh. powerful moment oh. and it, it also totally makes sense that like he wouldn't know at this mm. point and just the yeah. acting and the emotions like going through his head when he realizes it's true is like phenomenal and it's also just such a long shot the filmmakers chose to just like just not to cut away and and take away from like obi like doing mcgregor's amazing acting you just sit and like read his reaction i think yeah. like the sound gets a little quieter so you just are there present with him and it just brings us into the moment, and it was such a good filmmaking, such a good moment, in my opinion. My favorite part. No, dude, totally the same. Because you gotta think about it from his perspective, too. He's like, not only have I failed, like Master Yoda, technically. I have failed you, Anakin. I have failed you. But he failed at failing. Yeah. But also didn't lead to a success. You just It's like an ultimate fail in a way, because he's like, I can't save Anakin, and now he's this bad guy. And now this bad guy's been taking over like the entire freaking M- or uh, galaxy alongside this ball face man so like what are you supposed to do with that yeah that's actually i'm thinking about this this chain of command like so vader does not know that he has the kids his employee hired someone who cap who is going awol captured vader's kid to draw out vader's old brother and Vader doesn't know about any of it. <laughs> so it's just really interesting. Vader's pretty in the dark here about like his kid is just like in very high danger right now. In the in the dark. <laughs> dark sign. Oh. But no, it's funny. Yeah, no, it's just funny how things work out like that, you know, but it's not, like, it makes sense because of Bale. It's know? like so episode it's like, two, like uh, the emperor hires Dooku, t- who hires. Yeah, it's a Heiser bounty hunter. Bounty hunter then, who hires, hires another hires, bounty hunter who ha- has a droid put worms in the room. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, the emperor hires Vader, who hires Inquisitor, who hires another Inquisitor, who hires bounty hunters, who hires other goons to chase Leia through the woods and capture her. <laughs> oh. There are a lot of um. A little Easter eggs and trivia things I want to talk about. So it's just, first of all, it's just so amazing. I don't know if you've seen any of the interviews with Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, but they're just yeah, so yeah. awesome seeing them together on screen together. And also just in modern interviews, like, it's so fun. Because one thing they didn't have during the prequels, I mean, they talked about in some of their interviews where, like, the social media background just, like, yeah. the direct connection to the community wasn't there, you know? It was really sad, actually. Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor said that, like, they got so much hate for the prequels when they first came out. And, like, now they're so happy that, like, People our age that grew up with the prequels are finally getting a voice like online and and just are becoming like adults in like media and like are able to express to them like hey we really loved the prequels and like they meant so much to us like they didn't hear that for like 10 15 years, years almost so it's, it's really awesome they said they're like they really get a sense of like happiness knowing that now so i think that's really awesome the um, show is like like the literal metaphor for what they're going through right now so like like they were broken <laughs> down about their prequels but then the prequels. they felt bad about the prequels but then they came to realize things are good you know there's a resistance out there there's, there's light the kids rebellion the light you know the rebellion we're the rebellion and- daniel you've got your Mustafa <laughs> that's a weird analogy i think i made it work uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways uh back to the tank so um yeah just hating christian in the interviews i saw in the interviews he said that he kept some of his jedi padawan braids from like when he was in episode two. Oh, you mean like his own yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just stole, he just ripped Ewan McGregor's off of him from episode one. No, no, I thought he was like, even like attached to Star Wars. Oh, 
Let the ones he murdered. <laughs> he was also explaining, just like him and Ewan McGregor were explaining about the Jedi look. Like they had that one long braid on the side, and also they had like yeah. a ponytail in the back, but the top was buzzed. So they said like when they weren't filming, when they had like off days and were just like walking around like London or whatever, whatever they were filming, they just looked so weird. <laughs> it's just like really funny. <laughs> now, Ewan McGregor also said that he had trouble slipping back into the voice for Kenobi when he was getting into this. Like he was, he came to set originally to read with actors that were auditioning for roles like i assume like kamal nanjiani and other people maybe young leia yeah. and they all got excited that they were like acting against you mcgregor like obi-wan kenobi and like he got excited like putting the robes back on and he like couldn't get the voice like quite right so it sounded like more of like a scottish like his, he's scottish he's not english yeah. like al guinness was so it sounded like a scottish like bad you bad obi-wan like attention kind of <laughs> um so what he said what he did he went home and like kind of did what he did for episode one through three he like watched a bunch of old alec guinness movies and like the old star wars movies and then that kind of got him back around to the rhythm back in of the, the mojo yeah so that was cool that's kind of i talked about most of what i want to talk about do you want to do any like wrap up overall thoughts on the first two episodes i love how also not only was it advice that he gave to that Jedi before he died to like go take his saber and bury it in the sand, but like yeah. you go and see how he literally did that and like yeah. had to go pick up his. And again, just seeing his and Anakin's day on the box. Yes. Um, I also like how he can like understand Jawa's. Yeah, you know? yeah. That little guy he kind of got close with. That was cool. <laughs> Overall thoughts for me, I thought this was amazing. The chapter, I thought the chapter closed on Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen as Obi-Wan and Anakin. And I like, I'm just so excited that they're sharing. I can't wait for them to share the screen again. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I honestly haven't been this excited for something like in a while. Like I was just giddy, like watching this. Dude, I was, I was losing it literally afterwards. Like during, am I kidding? During all of it. I had this huge smile on my face. I, I was smiling and screaming internally. And then after it was done or in between episodes, I was just like, <sighs> yeah and then i saw again there was a second episode and i was like oh, there is more yeah yes! and then, <laughs> yeah so so yeah yeah it was just it was just me just like losing it literally during the entirety of it it, it was so good it was literally it filled up the everything that like i wanted it to be everybody wanted it to be honestly and like i i can't wait to see how this progresses you know yeah I hope it doing really good. keeps going well. But this actually leads me into totally trivia trivia tidbits. I have a Star Wars-ish related Chip and Dale uh, trivia oh, tidbit. Oh, yeah, dude, I watched that. It was freaking hilarious. Dude, as an animator, amazing movie. Just amazing movie. Oh, Chip and Dale. Okay, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant you watched my totally trivia trivia tidbit. I was like, how? What? How do you know what I'm going to say? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I've seen to the future, you know? I've no, no, but so the... this is actually <laughs> a, kind of like a scoop that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about. So did you know in the new Chip and Dale movie, Ugly Sonic was originally supposed to be Jar Jar Binks? What? This, this, I've not seen this talked about <laughs> anywhere. But do you what? remember a few episodes ago, we talked with storyboard artist Simeon Wilkins? Yeah. I follow him on Instagram and he worked on Chip and Dale and he posted his original storyboards. And before they had the rights and figured out they could use Ugly Sonic, the stand in was Jar Jar. And there are legit storyboards of Jar Jar talking to Chip and Dale <laughs> at like the stand that Ugly Sonic was at. Imagine oh that, God. dude. Uh, I feel like they should have still added him in like another booth or something, you know? That would be oh, Maybe damn. they did, honestly. But yeah, dude, imagine Jar Jar. I just thought that was hilarious and like That's hilarious. Really cool. Imagine Jar Jar with like a normal voice. Like the voice he did <laughs> was just like, because he was acting, right? That's like the whole yeah. purpose of the show. Like every, every character is like an actor. Instead of him being like, ooh, me say that. Like he's just like, hey, oh, hey, hey Chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> me wanna wonga. <laughs> um, 
I, I, it is cool also just the story behind behind how they got Ugly Sonic. Like they, well, uh, it's all technically use of parody. Yeah, right? I read that for they, it's considered parody because they don't own the rights to Sonic. Obviously, Paramount does, Disney, so Disney doesn't own the rights. And like in all, every time they mention him, they have to mention they have to call him Ugly, ugly. Sonic, uh, yeah. which kind of makes a funny joke. They just keep calling him Ugly Sonic. But even in like I think all the interviews and stuff too, like the directors, all the filmmakers, they have to say Ugly Sonic. Like if they say Sonic, I think like they risk like a really severe lawsuit that could be yeah. filed against well, them well, that's like well, super here's scary a, like that legal loophole well, it's, it is kind of scary but at the same time paramount's not going to do crap right because the movie disney, one yeah. well it's one disney two and it brought awareness the movie, to Bobby it sonic did a great sonic job too yeah it, like people knew about the the ugly sonic thing and they changed it you know it's fine but like the fact that they're able to bring this character in this way and like make it jovial and funny yeah like it brings light to like what what they're doing with with actual sonic <laughs> yeah so like it it's it's like a free you know free advertising in a way which is kind of funny yeah um so they're not going to do anything about that they're like oh this is they're probably most likely if it was me i'd be like that's hilarious and this is great for us so this it works out yeah you know um all right ready to jump into the next segment we're not we have one oh, more yeah. before all right so Dale and I, we're going to do Rank Rally again. We did this a few episodes ago. This is where we go through and rank our like top five of something. And we found this amazing playlist on Spotify that just has every single Star Wars like theme from all the scores. Um, Hold on, let me get the list up. In order. Let's probably get the list. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to go through like once a week and we're going to rank our top five Star Wars themes from each episode. So today we're going to rank our top five Star Wars themes from The Phantom Menace. All right, so for number five for me, I have Panaka and the, the Queen's yeah, no, Protectors. Panaka. Panaka yeah. and the Queen's <laughs> Protectors. <laughs> yeah, but so I think we should like listen to a little bit of it, like just you and me, and I'll maybe edit some, <laughs> a little bit of the scores in so people can hear. I think this is kind of when they're like going through the palace and like fighting the, like Padme and them are going through the palace maybe, um, and like fighting the... Oh, no. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a fun trying, score. Trying it feels very control. Star Wars to me as they're like moving through the castle. So that's my number five. Number four, I have Augie's great musical band in the end credits. Oh, I didn't even see that one. Hold on, what? It's like at the very end, the celebration where he like holds up that ball of light. It's like so different from everything else, but and it, it's just like, it's very fun to me. Oh, oh yeah. It's a little weird yeah. that they go from like, super sad Qui-Gon's funeral to this happy so jovial like, like, celebration. Ba -da, ba -da, ba -da, ba -da, yeah. But yeah. it's like, it's definitely like certified <laughs> bop. So that's why it's on the list for me. Um, yeah. Number three, I have the Sith spacecraft and the droid battle. It's so fun. It, it sounds like a battle. Like it's the music, the, the musical instruments yeah. like battling off of each other. Um, for me, when I think I like Phantom Menace, I mean, there's obviously the big song we, we're going to get yeah. to, but like, I also think about this song specifically more yeah. when it comes to like the action. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. Um, yeah. So that's uh, my number three. Number two, I have the High Council meeting and Qui-Gon's funeral. Specifically, um, the very end, the choral like chant is just mm -hmm. so freaking beautiful. And it's so sad. I think this is like at this at Qui-Gon's funeral. And I can't even like put it into words. Like it, it shows Qui-Gon's sacrifice. It shows that it's not the end of things. Anyways, uh, then my number one is, of course, Jar Jar's introduction. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said that. I was like, I was like ready for it. And then, and, and I was just like, <laughs> you like nodded like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's dual the face, of course. <laughs> I'm completely kidding. Uh, it's dual the face. That literally threw me off, dude. <laughs> um, oh my uh, god. It's honestly this might be one of my favorite of all time. Uh, and like, there's this whole series, like documentary, 
uh, on the like Mandalorian behind the scenes of Filoni explaining what the the reasoning behind the duel of the fates. It's like the fate of Anakin, and like mm-hmm. when Qui Gon perishes at the end of this, like Qui Gon was gonna be his father figure, but. Obi-Wan then has thrust that responsibility and Obi-Wan's not really his father figure. He's like his brother as we see in Kenobi, but like Obi-Wan didn't want that responsibility. So like Anakin's fate is completely changed from what it could have been if Qui-Gon would have survived that fight. It's a duel for Anakin's fate. Just an amazing score, dude. Like so freaking awesome. Is it literally the meme (laughs) of the piano on fire on the beach with John Williams? Like that's, it's it. It's it. It hits. Those are my top five. All right, what about you? All right, so my top five, number five, is going to be the Jordan Invasion. That Uh, that was on my, that was my alternate for number five. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was stuck between that and the Panaka and the Queen's Protectors. This is such a good one. There's, like, key moments in the film that, like, they specifically bring back the memories, right? It's kind of like, you know how, like, when you smell something and you, like, you're You're like, oh, music. I'm smelling the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about number four? I think I said it was Panaka. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, well, one, I love Captain Panaka as a character. He was always the guy I go to, like whenever it was like Nabu levels for like the Lego Star Wars. Yeah. I understand. Um, right but now. then I le- but then I learned that he freaking turned to the Empire. Wait, what? Was an Imperial officer? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Hey, gotta pay the bills, you know. Anyways, so, but no, I always I always called him Captain Pancake growing oh, up. Oh right! Oh my gosh, how could I forget yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> the same guy. All right, what about number yeah. three? That's uh, why he's number four. It's because it reminds you of pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trip to the Naboo Temple. I think that's my number three. Okay. And the reason for that is because of the suspense of it. It's like the build up. Because a lot, of, like a lot of times, like it's easy to fall in love with the ones that are like you know actiony and battling and stuff like yeah. that. But I can't. It's just I know that like what's happening here. They're getting ready. This one feels very like Lego Star Wars. Like yes. Like you're just kind of you're finally arrived at Naboo. Like and uh, yeah, like this just feels like kind of calming. It's the nostalgia of it of it, like bringing yeah. back in like the like the, yeah. I totally you, get that. You get it. You get it. Yeah, I get you. Um, number two, uh, it's a spacecraft. Okay. And again, it's, it's again because of the high action. Again, Lego Star Wars Z. Okay, what about number one? Uh, you know what number one is? Jar 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 No, dude, it's Duel of the Fates. You can't you can't top Duel of the Fates, honestly. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to top. Uh, if we do one where it's like top I five do one of, of all of them, five. that's what I started doing, and I was like, this is too hard. So I went to. <laughs> that's why I went to like this <laughs> list. Um, so, but, but that one's I, gonna be hard Once to we top. get through all of them, I want to do. All five, all everything. Like there, yeah. Everyone should definitely check out this playlist. I'll I'll leave a link to it in the description. Um, yeah, definitely do that. But there is there's six hundred ninety four songs on it. Jesus, six hundred ninety four. Yeah, because it goes through like includes Clone Wars, um, oh, Rebels, okay, yeah, Mandalorian, all the TV stuff, Boba Fett. Uh, it includes. I, I, I kind of like, took a Squadrons. It has like video game stuff on here. Fallen like, Order. I kind of took like a quick gander the first time. But here's the thing. I love how when you go to this playlist, right? It turns your lightsaber or your uh, slider bar play, into a lightsaber. The play, yeah, into a lightsaber. Yeah. The, like progression through the song is very cool. I, love I don't know that. how you do that. It's great. That is cool, though. But yeah. Um, well, those are our top five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, ready for patron shout outs? Yeah, hit me with them. Cue the music. Boosh, we got Patreon. Louis, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much for pledging the tier. Thanks to the shout out. If you like to support us over on Patreon, link is down in the description. You get the audio episode early. Plus benefits, cool perks. You get a role in the Discord that we uh, record in. I think I'm actually going to send some of our patrons some free merch if, uh, yeah, if they want it. I've reached out to a few of them. But yeah, if you guys 
are um or like at least a discount you probably get discounts and stuff yeah so feel free to check that out if you want to head on over to apple podcasts or leave a comment our youtube channel um we will shout them out in this section now uh we actually have a new one on our latest episode um actually no i think it's on the moon night episodes or two episodes ago it's from dad fishy who i think was thomas piet maybe that might be the same person they might have changed username but i don't know anyways it's now dat fishy and they said they said a little late but this is and then fire emoji so thank you really appreciate it that is everything i had ready for the introduction yes tell me when when we just talked about whatever we want to talk about and now we're done thank you all so so much seriously for 100 episodes that is seriously Dude, so it's freaking, freaking crazy awesome i put like, on my 100 sunglasses again for our audio listeners um my scuffed 100 sunglasses um <laughs> but i i'm seriously really enjoying this um daniel thank you for being here with me for 100 episodes kind of wild yeah dude it, it it's a way for us to still connect and like especially with you being over in la and stuff now like it, i i love yeah. being able to do this with you man this is this is great and yeah again, i'm sorry i was late today i kind of i still you're feel good, bad about you're good, you're <laughs> i had good. like a really wholesome dream i'm just like wake up and like <laughs> like literally i was just like mm, you know <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but yeah, seriously, please, please, please go ahead and check out our new website along with, um, the merch. If you're interested, at least just check it out. Uh, again, there's that discount episode 100, all caps. If you want 15% off your entire order, but yeah, thank you seriously, everyone so much for all the support uh, and everything. Uh, check out our Instagram. If you want to see more of like those crazy, ridiculous, uh, merch photo shoots that I did, we'll be posting some of that, uh, more. It's also linked below. Um, we're putting it on the whatever we want only fans so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you seriously everyone uh for 100 episodes see you next week for episode 101 i don't know if, what we're gonna do um we might do we're talking about zoe huh talk about zoe zoe oh my gosh zoe 101 wow <laughs> uh, <laughs> we might oh, do stranger things we might do kenobi episode three the thing is, like, I know we're not going to do all of Kenobi, so I don't want to, like, do, like, episode one, two, three, and then, like, uh, maybe we won't do four, because, like, I think Lightyear comes out, and I really want to talk about that as it comes out. Yeah. So we might do what we did for Moon Knight, where we do, like, one episode of Kenobi, the very beginning, of our initial thoughts, and then, in predictions, and then like, at the very end. Like, summing up at the end. Yeah, like we did yeah. for Moon Knight, like, a full series review. And uh, we have some, uh, we've been talking to some other creators about collabing about that review, so we might have some special guests on. Um, so, yeah. That'd be sweet. See you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Episode 100. Yeah. Woo.